Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. back to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast i have rebecca kirk today as my guest it's going to be a more business focused uh life coach conversation uh so i hope you enjoy um rebecca kirk is the go-to career coach for people on a spiritual path and she's also the author of you're here for a reason a practical and spiritual guidebook for readers at a career crossroads uh, many of us have been there, right? Uh, following a 14-year corporate career, Rebecca embarked on a life-changing career break to Australia, leading her to re- uh, retrain as a life coach in 2016. With Rebecca's unique approach to career coaching and spirituality, she has enabled hundreds of clients worldwide to discover the clarity and confidence to navigate their career crossroads and awaken to a working life of greater purpose, peace, and prosperity. Please welcome Rebecca Kirk to the podcast. Hi, Heather. Hi, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Um, I'm excited to jump in this. We really haven't talked much about this on the podcast, so um, give the listeners something new and fresh. Um, but before we do, uh, I'm going to ask, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Uh, well, I, I'm going to go a sort of uh, maybe a less exciting route, but the, the good old fashioned oat and raisin cookie works for me. Um, I, I like the sort of more worthy uh, snacks, which much to the amusement of many of my friends who are the sort of you know, the double chocolate chip. Um, but I, I like things with fruits and nuts in them. So uh, yeah, it would be a just a humble oat and raisin. I like it. Yeah, you have to get your health benefits too, right? Yeah, a little bit where you can. Right, absolutely, 100%. So tell us a little bit more. You were a career woman and then you left and, and found this path. Mm. Yeah, so I spent um, I spent a good chunk of my uh, early career uh, in corporate retail. So uh, starting off in Palm Beach in Florida. So I worked there as a swimwear buyer for the breakers in Palm Beach um, and spent about five years over there and then got a real yearning, I guess, to come back to the UK and explore uh I have a wider experience of retail um, in the corporate space. So I um, I moved back to London, spent um, four or five years there working in um, for one of the main supermarket chains over there and uh, spent probably another four or five years in various different sort of corporate retail jobs. Um, when I look back now, I realize I was repeating similar patterns that ended ah. up keeping me stuck, but I didn't know that at the time. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, and in, yeah, in 2010, I had this urge to take a career break and just kind of jump off the merry-go-round for a while and just try and get to the root of what was going on, I guess, uh, why I was repeating the same patterns, why I wasn't really feeling uh, particularly fulfilled or particularly driven to climb the corporate ladder as many of my colleagues were. 
Um, so I went over to Sydney in Australia to spend some time with my my brother over there and really had what I would call an awakening. Um, I mean, you know, time away from sort of day-to-day responsibilities. And, you know, I had very few things. I was living out of uh, a room with, um, you know, not many possessions. I didn't have, you know, all of the network around me. It was a simple life. And I think possibly because of that, it helped me to really understand what I was about, what I was looking for in life and just experience the bliss of being, um, you know, being near, being near the ocean, I find very powerful in that sense. Um, and so it, it really was the start of me turning my life around. And I, I discovered other practices there, such as Kundalini yoga and Buddhist meditation. Uh, I kind of did almost like the eat, love, pray thing in, yeah. in a sort of watered down fashion. Um, and I, off the back of that five month break, I decided to set my own business up. So I came back to the UK uh, working as a self-employed retail and brand consultant, which I did for um, probably sort of seven or eight years. And in that time, I set up a business with one of my clients, a, a, an artist. And you know, it was, that was much more fulfilling, I think, than the corporate space. Um, but again, in time, I got this yearning for something deeper. And I, uh, in 2015, I, I had a light bulb moment on a beach over on the east coast of of, uh, of England, and I just I just had this real clear vision that I needed to retrain as a coach, which is what I did in 2016. And then I spent the past uh, seven years, yeah, working with people uh, initially, creative people, people, uh, you know, creative entrepreneurs, people setting up their own business and then it kind of you know sort of merged into more general life coaching and then what I do now kind of took hold really around the time of the pandemic which was supporting people with uh on their career path particularly finding purpose something which emerged from the pandemic was uh, a deep need for purpose and fulfillment so I I decided to specialize in that um a few years ago and working particularly with people on a spiritual path I think you know there is a, a link with purpose and spirituality and so it's a natural kind of uh connection to make I think that the people that are open to spirituality are looking for that deeper purpose and that yeah that brings us to uh present day wow wow I mean that's I mean I agree with the global pandemic first it's just a it's incredible how we, as a globe, experienced pretty much the same thing. So we all went through very similar, you know, situations or, or uh, transitions. A lot of us, you know, there's a lot of divorce that came out of it. There's a lot of career changes that have happened. Like there's a lot of big life changes that, that came of it because everyone was like, we're stuck at home, can't do what we typically do. And, and so you really have some time to like, focus and look. And so are you finding that that is still the case where there's some trickle down now with some people that you're working with mm. that's still coming out of pandemic? They now are, I think everyone's pretty much full-fledged back to the office, back to work at this point, because companies are using, making them come in because they spend the money on the, re, on, on the space, like for the office. So now you need to come mm. in. And so reevaluating that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there there is still a knock on effect, I, I think, from that. And I think also, I think it made people face their own mortality. 
and that they wanted to just get on with things and scratch that itch or, you know, listen to that inner voice that's been saying, you know, there's something else out there that you're meant to be doing. And I think faced with your own mortality, there is nothing probably more powerful or motivating to say, right, I'm going to get on with this now. Um, it's quite quite deep, quite profound. So yeah, I'm I'm certainly certainly still feeling some of the effects of that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I, for me, I've worked from home for many, many years now. I don't think I would ever go to an office again, but I like the flexibility. I like being able to go and see my kids or even have them around while I work. I mean, it's not the greatest thing because I have to shush them, but I'm at least around, they're around me. So it just works, but not everyone can do that. So I think when you're meeting these clients or people, how do you know, like, where to start with them. I know everything is, you know, case by case, but do you start typically with their spiritual or do you start with like their goals and their career? Mm. How do you, how do you kind of, well, I mean, we, we would set a name for, you know, what, what somebody wants to get out of working together, which uh, is typically clarity, clarity on their purpose, maybe confidence in the work that they do now or confidence in making a career change. So we would, we'll get clear on that. But the, the first thing I would do after that is to really just check in on their state. So to make sure that they're coming at this from uh, a calm and a grounded place, um, start to clear some of the headspace. You know, a lot of people, I think when they're searching for that, that purpose, there's a whole lot of overthinking going on. And I, I get it. I mean, I, I have been quite a big overthinker myself. Um, so it's about starting to sort of turn down the volume a little bit on that thinking mind and to connect more from the heart space. <clears throat> and to me, there is a, a very clear link between the heart space, the higher self and our spiritual side, our spiritual nature. So I think even just with that one act, I think it is very quickly connecting us to that, that deeper sense of who we are uh, to, to get us in the right headspace, the right frame of mind to really go on this journey, which is, it is a journey, you know, finding fulfillment if you choose it to be you can very easily uh, and I've done it myself like I said uh, create the you know repeat the same patterns by thinking actually if I just change from this employer to that employer that will fix everything sometimes it does but quite often it doesn't um, but if you're wanting to make a deep and a profound change it's about coming at it from a different angle and, uh, you know, the approach that I take is very much sort of body, mind and spirit all working in harmony um, to, to move somebody forward. So, uh, you know, the practice of meditation is a good start point as well, which can help clear some of that clutter because, you know, the clarity that I think people are seeking won't come into a cluttered mind. So how can you just sort of start making that space? And meditation is one very simple practice that can help people clear that space and tune into you know who they who they really are and to listen for that little voice that little whisper that says I think you need to try something else yeah yeah I mean for me personally like, what do you do how do you help others that are like for me I can't meditate I can't turn my brain off long enough to do it I try I can do it for a few minutes but I I can't I can't I can't do it how do you if you sign someone on or you meet someone like me, it's like, I, I would like to meditate. I think it's great, but I can't do it. Hmm. I mean, it's a very common uh, 
thing, a very common reaction, Heather. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of mystique around meditation that I try and move out the way. I think it is, it is much simpler than what I think is uh, it's portrayed as. And, you know, there's various different brilliant apps that can help you with it, uh, that can get you into that state. But I think it, it, you know, just the simple act of connecting with your breath, even if that is just for 30 seconds, I believe there is a benefit even in 30 seconds of breath connection or just being still and uh, just kind of inhabiting your body or uh, tuning into your senses. So, um, you know, even, even a walk in nature or especially a walk in nature where you are fully present and you've left your phone, your mobile behind, but you are fully present. I think you can enter a meditative state in, on, on a walk. So it's yeah. not always about sitting on the mat in a very sort of traditional sense. Sometimes it's about recognizing what's what's the essence of what you're trying to achieve here. And it's just to go beyond the thinking mind, even for a short space of time. It doesn't need mm -hmm. to be 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, uh, little short little bursts throughout the day where you just let go of, of, of thought. So, so what I don't know if that to... is any more appealing to you. Heather. Yeah, trying, no, no, it makes trying to convert sense. you. No, no, it's no, I've tried. I've done it lots of times. I've done lots of apps and lots of things, but I, are there any daily opportunities that there are that we could be connecting with that, you know, we, we actually miss? I mean, you know, just a simple thing. I, I'm, I look out at my, of my office window at the sky. That for me is, is a connection with a, with consciousness, with, with something very otherworldly and, in that moment, I'm not thinking. Mm -hmm. So that is is one very sort of quick, quick way of doing it. Like I said, getting out for a walk, um, even, you know, using using certain props, a, a candle for me can be very powerful just to kind of tune in, tune into that light. Um, and again, helps you drop beyond the mind. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's a, for me, it's about the essence of it as much as the, the way in which you do it. It's, yes. it's, it's giving your mind a bit of a holiday, a tiny little holiday. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I should try a candle because I love candles. It's like very soothing and, you know, all the, th you know, I guess for me with kids, it's like fire, can't have it lit. I'll forget. They might knock it over. Stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's finding what works for you, isn't it? And taking your circumstances into account. But um, you know, essential oil using using the senses, I think you can you can again go beyond the mind and get into the body with something like a, an essential oil that you can have at the side of your desk. Just take three deep sniffs, um, punctuated throughout the day. It's sort of easy visual, you know, to have at the side of the desk just to remind you. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, how do we get past? Um, when we're at like these crossroads and we're trying and we're like, okay, I'm going to be more spiritual or I want to be more open because people like for me, I try to, you know, when I was doing all those things, I was like trying to be more present with my kids. I was trying to, you know, take time to just with quiet and, and just in space. And so when you are going that, through that and you're at a career crossroads, oftentimes you get pulled with, um, imposter syndrome, or maybe your ego gets in the way. And so how do you navigate that? Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the ego self, I think, is one of the most uh, debilitating things that can hold us back from making a career change or aligning with uh, who we are or, or that deeper purpose. Um, various different ways I think you, you can you can go past it I think simply acknowledging that this is your ego self as a start point and also recognizing that there is an alternative that you can call on which for me is the higher self so that's mm -hmm. the intangible deeper essence of who we are it's the it's the part of us that uh it is naturally more courageous more expansive more abundant and again through practices such as meditation um even things like intuitive writing, where we're connecting to the higher self, we're consciously asking the higher self to, to sort of almost work through us. Uh, just getting your journal out, just writing what comes, what just comes out on the page, and trusting in that message. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it, it it's again, it can have a, a sort of a mystique around it, um, something such as the higher self, but. I, I've, you know, I've worked with clients on helping connect them, just real, the realization that there is this other self, that the ego self is not all they are. Uh, it, it's the part of us that is much more fear based. Um, you know, things, you know, certain beliefs that I think people can have that keep them at that crossroads, such as what will, you know, so-and-so say, what will my mom say if, you know, I say I'm going to give up this job of 20 years that I've worked so hard for. Um, and it, it's 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 honoring that voice, but at the same time, looking for ways to get past it through falling in the higher self, through, uh, you know, working through that limiting belief, creating a new affirmation. That's something I do with clients is help them reframe what's going on. So, you know, one of the one of the deepest ones is is this belief that the ego self can have that I am not good enough. You know, I'm not good enough to go for that promotion. I'm not good enough to uh you know set up my own business I'm not good enough even and I, I relate to this personally I was very shy in meetings when I was in the corporate world I wasn't one to really speak up or really kind of enjoy presentations and things like that and when I look back now I again recognize that was my ego self because I was worried about the judgment of other people um I have no intention of going back to the corporate world but it would be interesting to go back just to see kind of knowing what I know now, how I feel, would I be able to call that higher self? And I'd like to think I could, because again, I think it, it did hold me back in my career, but also it, it wasn't um, in alignment with who I was. Right. And it, it takes some time too. So if someone were to come and it's not, it's not an alignment, but it might be not the right time. Do you work with clients to work to that right time to separate themselves from a career Path, or maybe you're just trying, they're just trying to overcome something in life in general, or is it mainly career focused that you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, um, I talk to clients about, I suppose, the, the, the deeper significance of what's going on and to understand that everything has a time. And, and again, I think when you're on a spiritual path, you can take that sort of broader view of everything happens for a reason and what's led you to this point. Because uh, it can weigh heavy on people, you know, the fact that they've not got to where they want to get to, or perhaps they've had some uh, perceived failures in their career. Uh, and, and I think it's important to to really reframe that and see that in a different light so that you're in the right energy, in the right space to, to start to move forward. Um, so, 
yeah i mean yeah there, there's a lot there's a lot that can be done to sort of move people through that and the, the idea of the divine timing which is something i talk about in in my book is is about kind of trusting in i, I refer to the universe as the the sort of uh, higher force that I, I believe is out there but trusting that the universe knows something that we don't and, and there is a reason why things aren't happening on our watch on our time scale which can be very frustrating and it, you know it's easy to get impatient when things aren't happening on our timing but I think again this can create it can create a low vibration for a start which is not conducive to attracting the right circumstances to move you forward. So I think practicing acceptance of the time scale that's happening and trusting that sometimes we're put into a holding pattern. It's happened mm -hmm. in my career, it happens in clients' careers where they're like, well, why didn't I get that? What What's happening? Why is this not happening? And we're just being suspended so that other things, I believe, are be, you know, are lining up for us. Right. But it requires trust because, and we're not conventionally taught this, especially not in certain workplaces. Um, you know, we're taught to just believe in, you know, the things that we can see and and plan. And But, you know, my experience of, of bringing this idea of divine timing and trust into play has quite um, quite an immediate effect on, on a client's energy and, and thereby what they can attract to them. Right. Absolutely. So if, if there's a listener that wants to explore more about life coaching or uh, spirituality, because I mean, we've, we've touched on this before, um, a tad, where can they find you? How do they work with you? And what does it look like when, when you do work? Mm. with you? Yeah. So, um, I, all, all my details are on my website, which is Rebecca uk. So, uh, I have a, my signature one-to-one -one program, which basically is a sort of end-to-end -end of uh, helping people through that career crossroads. So getting them from a point of, I guess, confusion to a point of clarity, clarity around which of the sort of main pathways to choose. So it could be staying where they are um, and realigning. There is absolutely that potential. I never dismiss that. You know, I think when people are able to show up with more confidence, uh, a greater connection to their existing purpose or existing employer, uh, more confidence, more balance. They can, you can find greater happiness where you are. So I never dismiss that. So that's one option. A full career change might be another option or outcome where you go into a completely different sector, or there might be a middle ground where you move in towards this kind of a right. transition. So we, we explore what that might look like, but from a place of understanding what is truly important to them. So we look at things like their values, their gifts and talents, their passions, their callings. Um, and quite often from that exploration, the, uh, the clarity can emerge quite naturally as to what this other thing might be, or the fact that they'll find it in the same job that they're in. Right. So, yeah. So that's my sort of my one-to-one -one program takes people through that, that full journey. Uh, I've got the book, as you mentioned, which also explains that whole process. This was, I suppose, my way of making what I do a bit more accessible and, and, and trying to reach more people with that same approach, with those same tools. So the, there's, there's loads of, um, yeah, uh, exercises and, and, and resources and things and on my website as well for people who are not sure which way to go. Uh, I need a bit of help. So awesome. Well, wonderful. And all those, um, 
all that information will be in the show notes uh, that you can click on and go explore the book, explore Rebecca's website and her services. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone should have some sort of coach in their life, whether that be life coach, whether that be business coach, whatever that may be, um, because we're always needing to grow and no one's ever, you know, done. So if you feel absolutely like you're pulled in this direction, please reach out to Rebecca. And we also like to hear your feedback. And so um, thank you so much for being here and sharing a little bit of tidbits here and there. This is a, you know, a newer realm for, for the podcast. Cause I've tapped on, like I've done tapping and meditation and other forms of like self-soothing and reflection. So I think that's great that you're implementing that with also coaching and uh, helping, you know, individuals, you know, navigate where they need to go and what mm. they need to do. So it's amazing. Awesome. Great. Well, I hope it's brought some value to, to some of your listeners. I know it's not for everybody, but uh, you know, I am passionate about this being, um, you know, a, a deeper uh, way of making a profound change. So yeah, I hope it's resonated and uh, thank you for, uh, yeah, interesting questions uh, and, and for having me yeah, on. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Please go check out Rebecca and all of the things that she has. She's very lovely. The accent you could just listen to forever. And uh, <laughs> please reach out and rate and review and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.